What if I told you that the answer to some of your most pressing questions as a marketer or leader is a really good story? My name is Kelly Parker, and after spending over a decade bringing stories to life as a speaker, writer, and corporate marketer, I'm here to show you the easy way to create your own stories that connect, break through the clutter, and bring in cold, hard cash. Right here on Business Storytelling Made Easy. Well, hello there, beautiful people. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 65, and I'm so excited to be able to share my interview with Kayla Dawn Gladney. I recently met Kayla, and she is just like a beautiful person. She's somebody that's just so free and sharing her expertise, and she's got a brilliant mind when it comes to marketing and storytelling, and um, I just enjoy her so much, and I wanted to share her with you guys. So Kayla Dawn Gladney is a visual storyteller. She heads up Dawn G Media, which is a digital marketing agency specializing in digital strategy, social media management, website design, and content creation for purpose-driven companies. She's most proud of the work she's been able to do with historically black organizations and entities in the Deep South, including 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, which is most known for the bombing that killed four little girls. She's also done work with the Historic District Development Corporation in Atlanta, which was founded by Coretta Scott King to preserve King's home and many others. And above all that, Kayla is a lot of fun and just somebody fun to talk to. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation in regard to storytelling as a digital marketer. And I hope you're able to grab hold of all the tips and tricks that Kayla's going to share with us in regard to telling better stories. Here's our chat. Kayla, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm blessed, blessed. Me too. I'm blessed to be here with you. I tell you that. And I've told you this in the past. Anytime that I can hear from you and talk to you, I know it's getting ready to elevate my day, my mindset, <laughs> and give me some laughs. And I'm here for all of that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on the laughs now. <laughs> you know, you just got to laugh to keep from crying sometimes. So I know. I agree. Agreed. Well, let the people know who you are and what you do. Hello, people. So I'm Kayla Don Gladney, and I have to say that because I own a digital marketing agency called Don G Media. And sometimes people come up to me and they're like, are you Don? And I'm like, mm, yeah, it's Kayla, Kayla Don. But um, yeah, my digital marketing agency is based out of the, uh, the dirty, dirty South. I'm in Alabama. Um, and we primarily work with purpose-driven companies. So that can either be for-profit or non-profit. Um, we help these companies create digital presences that like reflect their real world impact. Like we, we, we work with the OGs. We work with the people who are, who are certified where they are. They just don't either have the capacity or even think of, about making sure that everybody else knows that they lit and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we come in and we're like, okay, we look at all of the pieces. We, we pull out the story we put it together, we put it out to the world, and then we just kind of increase their, raise their profile, increase their impact, and um, and 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 watch them flourish. So that's who I am and what I do. Um, I'm also a, a dog mom. And my precious, you know what? That's who we need to be worried about. The background noise is gonna be fine. My dog, Mac the daddy, who loves attention. He might show up. 
So let me just go and put that out there. Well, he's welcome. He is welcome at the party. We are, listen, happy to have the both of you. So <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this. You know, I think a lot of us want to tell stories and we want them to be impactful. We want to get attention. But can you highlight for us the importance of having a strategy in place and really clear on your goals before you even get into telling a story? Yeah, and I think the strategy portion of it, it's really just being intentional. I think sometimes when we think strategy, we think super complicated, complex, or just above our level of understanding. Um, But to me, marketing, communication, storytelling is all rooted in like the basis of how human beings have communicated from the beginning of time. So basically what I try to tell people is you have the ability to do this. You just got to tap into it. Um, How do you like being talked to? What stories captivate you? You know, Um, I think where the intention and the strategy comes in is thinking about what you want people to do with the emotional response your story elicits. And then that be what guides how you tell the story, what platforms you tell the story on, what mediums you use. Um, so, you know, if you're selling a thing, you want people to buy the thing. Or if you're, um, you know, you have a nonprofit and there's a particular cause you're trying to address and you want people to donate money. Like you have to think about those things as the end goal for how you tell the story. But that's really it. I think, you know, most of us... And it's not it's not anybody's fault because I think this is how we raised. But we we like to think about what we want to say, things we want to tell people and not necessarily what people want or need to know in order to do what it is we want them to do. Mm. Um, and we, I find that happens a lot in nonprofits because you, you're working with people who are so close to the, the work that they're doing. But they forget that oftentimes the people who support the work are at a distance from it. So, you know, you can't use the same jargon you use internally to elicit emotional responses from people who never go to any of your sites. And I think, like I said, when I think strategy and intentionality, that's what I'm thinking. Being aware of who you're talking to, what it is you want them to do, and let that shape and form how you tell that story. That's good. So you told me that you are a visual storyteller. And I said, all right, come come on, come on in here, visual storyteller. <laughs> so you know how they say, uh, I think it's a picture is worth a thousand words, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times with story or whatever the case is, it's not just images or um, words. It's actually both together in some sort of kind of way, them working together, Um So what tips from your expertise can you give us around, you know, how to marry the words that we have and the images that we want to use to make them really make a statement? Um, I think the first thing is keep it simple. Um, We we tend to overcomplicate things. Um, And my favorite thing to tell people is just pay attention to what you consume. Like we are consumers of this type of content. Just literally pay attention. You know, I tell people if, if you've ever seen an ad on social media and went to buy some screenshot it. and then go back later and look at it and try to discern what was it about this that actually worked on you. Um, if you watch movies and you cry or if you just see a video and like when things catch your attention or you realize that you are having an emotional response to that, pay attention to whatever it is you're looking at. 
and take notes. And if you do it often enough, you'll start to notice a theme between the things that are working on you. And then you can use those things in your storytelling. Um, You know, you can get deep into the technical aspects of things if you want to. Like, you know, when you're talking filmmaking, there are ways to handle lighting and composition and things like that. But without knowing those things explicitly, we kind of know them intrinsically because it's all based on, um, is it Carl Young who is like, we have an unconscious bias. So basically there are just feelings and emotions that human beings are just born with. Like we, we have them instinctually. And so when we are looking at things, consuming things, communicating with each other, we're playing on those instinctive things. And so it's just like paying attention to what's actually calling to those things. Um, and of course, test, test things. Like I wouldn't say test it on your close, close friends, but, you know, if you got, we all got way more Facebook friends than we should have, you know, shoot somebody a message and ask them, hey, if you see this, what you think? Because it's ultimately about how other people are receiving or perceiving what it is you're putting out. It's, it's Your intention really has nothing to do with it. Um, so if you want to double check that, you know, you're thinking, you know, behind how this is going to impact people, if you want to test it, just ask people and of course pay it if you're putting it on like social media platforms and things like that pay attention to analytics um and just be i think it's it's really about being present in the process of making it and in the the lifespan of the thing mm-hmm. um again i feel like we make we make everything so super scientific um and i always felt like that was part of my edge as a digital marketer because i didn't go to school for marketing and I didn't go to school for PR and I did. So I like, I don't have all of those analytics and those studies and those best practices, so to speak, in my brain. I'm going from a strictly human level. What do humans respond to? Right. How do I know humans think? What are the trend? Because, you know, me and my friends joke, it's only six people in the world. Everybody is one variation of the six, you know? And so it's just like, what do we intrinsically know about how people work? How can we put this into the work we're doing? Um, so yeah, keep it simple. Don't be afraid to test it out and and paying attention to what you are consuming. Mm, That's great. So what do you see as some of the biggest mistakes brands are making on social media right now? So it's twofold. So one is not really a mistake because it's working, which is a whole nother tangent, but I'm really annoyed at, um, outrage being a social currency. Like, that's annoying. And I think people would think like, that's, these are ways that brands are messing up. No, that's intentional, but that's annoying. But I think on the, (laughs) we are um, legitimately trying and we are genuine in what we're doing. It's just not working. I think they are, they're too removed from the platforms they're on. I mean, just like what I was just saying, they don't pay. I feel like people aren't paying enough attention to the platforms they're on. And it's so easy to do that because we now have so many different ways of posting to social media that don't require us being on our actual phone. Like, I feel like we approach social media for a brand or a business differently than we do for our personal um, selves. And I think that's the disconnect. You know, all of these platforms want the content to look and feel more native. They want to prioritize human to human contact. The best way to get in front of people is to, even as a brand, to feel like a human. But I think for some reason, there's a disconnect and we, we're far removed from the platforms we're on. And so, you know, it's easy to make stuff in Canva or any other third party app 
and think it looks good there, but not thinking about it in the context of where you're trying to put it. And which is another reason why I said before, keep it simple. Because, you know, we think in graphics, sometimes we can get crazy, but it's like, I pull it up to somebody on Instagram. I'm like, we can't even read this. Like, this is the type of flyer you would print out. Why every detail need to be on this? <laughs> Some of this stuff could be in the, you know, and it's just like, I don't think that there's, but they're thinking like, oh, well, when you promote something, you got to put all this information on the people need to know. And it's just like, yeah, but okay, now, but contextualize it. Mm-hmm. Where is this going? When have you ever clicked a link in an Instagram caption? You never have because you can't. Why are you putting the link? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, y'all are on these platforms. Why are you not, like, why is there a disconnect there? Um, so I think that's like the biggest, That's I feel like that's the root cause of a lot of the issues, so to speak, I see on social media, that there's just a disconnect. I want to ask you about marketing to people of color, because I know that's an area of expertise for you. So, you know, if you imagine, um, you know, perhaps there's a company and they want to expand within a certain demographic that perhaps they just haven't yet, but that they're not a part of. Right. Like what are some tips and tricks that we need to keep in mind when perhaps we're trying to market to a group of people that we don't know a lot about? My first question would be, well, what are you selling to them and why? Why is it you? If there is that big of a disconnect between any any product or service you're offering and the people you're giving it to, you that's where you need to start asking questions before we even get to marketing. Um, but I think my my expertise when it comes to marketing to people of color shows up best for people who are people who are of color and who are serving people of color. Typically, because if my clients who typically are, they are black owned, black run organizations are working with marketing agencies who aren't of that culture. There's a disconnect there. And so even though my, my clients may have had the mission of driven, the, the, the values, the ideas in terms of what the work they're trying to do, there was a disconnect between them and other marketing firms who couldn't translate that appropriately for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so me being able to do that, me being able to keep all of the social and historical context of the people in my brain when we are translating what it is they're doing to these folks, I think that's been an advantage. Also, me being of that community just made the connection between me and my clients stronger. But for folks who aren't of the community at all and are you know, trying to serve that community, like I said, my first question would be, do, do you even need to be doing this? Um, are there people closer to the that audience who's doing this work that you can support? Um, but at minimum, if you're going to be in a situation where you've got a product or a service and you're trying to service a community you don't know, you need to bring them folks in. And that's and not just at a marketing level, like all of the higher decisions, because, you know, even if I was to come, let's just say I was to go to a, a firm that was... Um, primarily white and they were serving black folks down here, primarily white in the North trying to serve primarily black folks in the South. I'm sure that the disconnect between the cultures is going to also show up in the product or the service. That's going to have to be addressed before I can market it. You know, I, you know, I can't market something that ain't going to work. Um, I always joke when, whenever I see or hear something that seems off, I'm like, just ask somebody, but literally like, recognize that you ain't going to be able to, to, to get over by just hiring a black agency 
or black something on the ground. Like you're going to have to have people of that community in at higher up levels in the decision-making process. Um, Cause again, if you are making something for folks and you ain't consulted them, what's going on here? Um, but my favorite part about doing that kind of work for the clients I do it for is that we get to really lean into the nuances of who we are. But yeah, if, if you are a, a, a company that is not of a community and are trying to serve it, my, my first recommendation would be to pull in people from that community at all levels of decision making, not just marketing, but also you should probably talk to somebody of that community for marketing too. Absolutely. So what would you say to the brand leader right now who is feeling a little bit lost, feeling like maybe my storytelling is not where it needs to be. I feel like I need a revamp. I need a reboot. Where can they start? Um, personally, what I do is I do a, a staycation of some kind. So I do leave physically where I am and go to another city to work. But I think the thing that kind of refreshes me is I talk to existing clients. I go back and read testimonials. Because again, I think the the problem of being stuck, and it happens, I it happens to me. Too much distance grows between what, what I'm doing and who I'm serving, or like what I'm doing and that impact on those people. So when I go back and read the things people tell me or listen to the interviews I've had with folks who are I'm like, okay, it's it's kind of like a regrounding because usually when you get stuck, confused, nervous, you didn't you didn't built it up to something it ain't need to be. Um, and so for me, reading those testimonials, listening to those interviews, talking to those people just kind of brings me back down. Um, I think the access that we have with like social media can kind of convolute things because we theoretically speaking, we got access to such a large audience. But the reality is we only serve in such a small part. And so it's so easy to get caught up in what everybody is thinking or what everybody needs or what everybody wants or what everybody responds to. And it's like, now you got to bring it in to the folks you actually work with. Like who's actually here in front of you? What do they need? What language do they speak? Because I'm mean, again, even as a marketer myself, me and my firm, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the marketing trends and, you know, the, the things that people are breaking down on social media the even down to like the how to work a particular platform. But we have to reel it back in because my clients don't need it. Like that's my clients, that that kind of information is great for the DIY folks. We don't have DIY clients. They paying us to do this. There's there's a a way that stuff can serve a function in terms of like helping us build authority. But in terms of being a helpful resource to our clients, that's not something they, you know, so even though it feels like sometimes this is super simple or this is super watered down and it's not as like complex and impressive as some of the other marketing content, I have to remember my clients still call pages on websites tabs. Mm. They they don't need to know about (laughs) like what new function is on Instagram. You know, and so it's for me is reading, like I said, re- just reconnecting with existing clients, even old clients, and just kind of getting back in touch with the things they've said, the ways that they have described the impact we've had um, and and the the strides they've been able to make by being in community was. And it kind of started from them. 
okay, well, what are some of the things that come up often in conversation that I have with these folks? Even if you're seeing, you know, trivia, what are some of the things that come up often? And then kind of restart from there. And that's really what you kind of got to do. Because like I said, social media and the world we in will just keep winding you up. And then you get up here and you tight and you stuck. And you just got to let that thing go, come back down and then start all over again. So, and I would also say, don't feel bad if you get there. Like that is literally just the, the nature of how we all work. And we trying to serve people, but also, you know, compare and measure ourselves to other folks. And so when you see what the folks at, you kind of start copying them to try to get there. And then such grows the disconnect between you and your folks. So, yeah. Um I mean, I guess technically you could also just unplug, you know, hop off the socials for a minute, um, which I think is part of why I leave, you know, because you get in a routine where you are. And so sometimes I just leave and I'm literally just leave and go get an Airbnb in another city and be there for a week and like kind of have a new brain dump of what I'm doing or like what direction we're going. And then I come back and we get started. Um, I try to shoot for once a quarter to do that. Can I get myself together? That is such a good point because a lot of times we feel like, well, if I work harder and just try harder, just sit at my desk for a longer amount of time, I'm going to have better thoughts. But sometimes we need like a break, like let your brain rest, like get in a new environment and let that creativity flow. That's the that's such a good reminder. And I feel like life in general will just wind you up like you just. I know I'm like that. I'm like that all the time. So th- thank you. I, I received that <laughs> word to, to calm it on down. <laughs> I get it. Well, let us know where we can find you online, where we can learn more about your services and um, you and your company. So you can go to our website, which is donggmedia.com, D-A-W-N-G media.com. Um, but I would say probably the most useful thing would be to add me on LinkedIn and I'm Kayla Don Gladney on LinkedIn. Um because we put some good some some good content, some good resources up there. But of course we got um the company LinkedIn page, we have an Instagram page, we got Facebook. So um if you just want to see some some get you some nuggets uh, in terms of of how to approach things, how to think about things, that's kind of that's kind of our um our angle. Because we know we work with a lot of founders who typically don't have a capacity for the digital marketing aspect and may not fully understand everything that's going on. So we really like to focus on how do you think about these things? Um, so even if you do have a team already and y'all just maybe looking for a refresh, I, I would say some of our content would be would be a great place to start. But yeah. And then of course, on any of those platforms, you can reach out directly um, if you want to get in contact with us. Um, yeah. I think that's that's pretty much it. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me. This was a good talk. Always a good talk with you. <laughs> um, we appreciate your work. Well, I appreciate you for having me and giving me a platform to um, talk my stuff. Not not my boy just got down here. I guess he he realized we at the end of the interview. You gonna come say hey, sugar? <sighs> my dog. Thanks so much for listening to Business Storytelling Made Easy. If you found this content valuable, make sure you share it with a friend or colleague. And as always, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye.